Hello, I'm Conward Swift, and welcome to the Cardano Convo podcast, a podcast that gives a glimpse into the Cardano ecosystem. The Cardano Convo provides an easy-to-digest explanation of the projects that are being built, thoughts, and what's going on within the Cardano community. Today, we'll be talking with Adomus, the growth specialist of DOEX. DOEX is an AMM-based decentralized exchange for Cardano native assets and plans to have additional functionalities as well. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. Hello, Domus. It's nice to have you on the show, and thank you for taking the time to talk with us today and answer a few questions about the work you've been doing with DOEX. Thank you for having me, Conrad. Uh, glad to be here, and I'm I, I really into, into this podcast today, so thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. No problem at all. So there are a couple of questions I always ask, and to begin, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? So uh, short about me. So for the six or seven years, I have been working extensively in various uh, companies and different technology companies. I have provided also email marketing services, did some, uh, let's say, uh, organized businesses, uh, digital marketing campaigns, uh, and also worked with in several pretty famous uh, Baltic startups uh, in operations and marketing uh, Field so so I gather pretty big experience in you know different different fields from email marketing to operations so that's basically my uh, background. That's extraordinarily interesting. But what really drew you into crypto? So basically, uh, it's a funny one because uh, the first time I got in touch with cryptos and you know all crypto stuff uh, that was uh, when. My first client uh, asked if from after the email marketing campaign I've done, it went successfully. And he asked me if do I accept the crypto payments? And I was like, okay, it's, is it even a thing? I, I've, I've, I've heard about it like before, but I said, yeah, of course I can do that. So I've created uh, one, uh, uh, one account in one of the centralized exchanges, which is pretty famous now. And I did accept that payment. It was around like uh, seven or eight of ETH. Uh, and I believe I've spent it all the next week. So, so mm. I just spent it all. It, it wasn't worth a lot back then. Uh, and, and I spent it all. But uh, after that, you know, uh, my, I, I got interested in this field and, you know, I continuously learned about it. Both I was both trading cryptos, uh, also uh, participated in like as an early investor in a few, few ICOs and, uh, you know, I gathered my, you know, uh, knowledge about crypto uh, progressively. And after that, uh, I thought that if, if I have all this knowledge, both in marketing, uh, marketing operations and also crypto, cryptoverse in total, why, why shouldn't I join some kind of similar project to, you know, test my uh, strengths, uh, let's say. So that's how basically I become a part of Duex team. So that's, that's basically my story. Yeah, and the rest is history. It's quite interesting coming from the non-digital aspect and then kind of getting dipping your feet in to get that payment and then going, you know what, I kind of get this. And then being able to go, this kind of opens up a new avenue. I think I want to go into this. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. What's also interesting, I've I've recently had a look into my wallet, that, that wallet, that account, and I think it was 
in total, I received around uh, 20 of ETH in my uh, in my that in, in that wallet, but I've spent it all, and uh, that's a shame because you know, 20, 20 of ETH would be worth pretty 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 decent amount of money today. So so yeah, that's funny, but also it's got my mind over over crypto. So that's that's how I'm here. Awesome. And so I know you said that you're part of the Doex team. Could you give us a quick rundown of what Doex is? So yeah, basically, uh, short short rundown. Um, let's say uh, Doex Dex is AMM based decentralized exchange uh, for assets that are native to Cardano blockchain. Uh, so we build this platform to eliminate flaws of let's say existing approaches, and we want to enable efficient, cheap, and cheap exchange operations. Uh, so also we want to, let's say, allow users to keep full control of their assets and to create a safe, positive yield approach to their liquidity. So, so we want to basically create an exchange that allows users to swap and exchange their, their token, token, tokens without intrusion by, let's say, any centralized third party. So, you know, full control of users' liquidity. And what would make Doex different from its competitors like ADAX or MinSwap or other Cardano-based DEXs? Yeah, that's a pretty good question. So uh, let's say users of existing DEXs uh, are sometimes experiencing high gas fees uh, due to network congestions and has some uh, scalability issues. And ADA Network has been facing these issues of also issues of cross-chain functionality uh, let's say they lock uh, the end users into one blockchain without basically the ability of transferring the, their assets to other ecosystems. So let's see to solve uh, some of these problems, uh, we chose uh, EMM uh, exchange model, which is basically changing the narrative in both uh, traditional and decentralized finance. And our exchange is designed uh, to exchange one token to another directly, let's say, bypassing trading platforms and other intermediaries. So we also solve, as I said before, uh, cross-chain functionality with our ERC-20 converter, uh, so which allows users to convert their assets from blockchains such as Ethereum to Cardano, uh, Cardano native assets and vice versa. And let's say, finally, uh, the feature that, you know, uh, set us apart from our competition the best is uh, fiat crypto exchange functionality so that's basically a a like a main selling point of ours so the biggest one of the bigger selling points in kind of the last thing you listed was that it seems like a fiat on-ramp so let's say i've got money in a bank i'm able to move it directly into crypto is that right yeah, like uh, probably like we're testing out which one uh, works the best, which uh, like way we can, people can put the money into. Um, but yeah, it should work like that. We're we're testing it out. Like uh, actually now we're like launching our decks, but late in the later later like quarters we're gonna implement this feature. So uh, we're diving more into specifics by then. So more info later. Oh yeah, and I know that one of the big uh, annoyances for people who want to get into the crypto world is, for example, if I want to buy crypto, I can either use a DEX and just buy it directly, but often there's a holding period of like anywhere from five days to an actual week before I can actually have my fiat 
go into a crypto by which I can move off the exchange. So having that high amount of liquidity, being able to move it, I would assume you can move it from fiat to crypto relatively quickly and then move it back out relatively quickly as well, right? Yeah, that's that's basically our goal. So yeah, that if if everything goes smoothly and everything works as we expect it to, that would be a great feature, you know, because we've actually during the both, you know, public sale rounds, we noticed that, you know, people are struggling with moving their money, their liquidity to buy, for example, Duex or, or any other uh, asset. So that would be a game changer. Awesome. And so I know that there have been just to jump kind of to functionalities within AMM DEXs yeah. and problems we've been running into. Um, the Cardano ecosystem seems to have been having a problem with DEXs such as the concurrency issue. How is DEX planning to go about this? Or have you guys run into other problems that that weren't foreseen and how did you guys like, how do you plan to go about it? Yeah, so as I know, we're like uh, trying out few few solutions to concurrency issue. So I, I can name it, name them. So for example, the first one would be fragmenting liquidity into multiple pools, let's say the states. Uh, also using third party sequencers to batch multiple transaction and settle them as one transaction at, in the same state. And the third would be, uh, let's say, implementing layer two protocols and sidechains. So I, as I know, uh, we're like uh, almost figured out that which one we're going to use. Uh, so there's a consensus in the team about it. But uh, so we're, we're, we're almost uh, good to go with, with, with this issue. So I'm pretty happy about it. Oh, that's awesome. I know that was the big bummer within the Cardano ecosystem, because I know a lot of us, especially when smart contracts first came out on Cardano, a lot of us thought there was going to be DeFi like right from the get-go, but there wasn't. And then we kind of learned about these issues as we went along. So it's good to see that a lot of platforms are kind of looking at the possibilities and working around that. So I know we talked a little bit on DOEX and the token itself. Um, I know that you guys recently completed the second public sales round. Um, how has that gone? And could you tell us a little bit about your project's tokenomics or DOEX's tokenomics and DOEX's token's utility? Yeah, for sure. So, yes, uh, we have recently completed like uh, public sale phases, both both of them. And I would say uh, like uh, it went pretty successful, let's say, as you know, when, when the, both public sales were ongoing. Uh, the ADA uh, was pretty low. So, you know, a lot of users uh, was willing to pay with ADA. So they, you know, so uh, we gathered around, we collected around like 70, 75% of the hard cap in total. So I would say that's a good, pretty good result. And uh, yeah, like uh, we're happy about it. And uh, talking about the, um, the tokenomics, I'm, I'm going to mention the tokenomics uh, both from the private sale and the public sale rounds. So for example, private sale, uh, in the private sale, there was 22% uh, of the total supply. Uh, so around 31 million tokens with the four-month lock, four lockup. Also, public sale round one uh, had around 24 million tokens. Uh, and uh, the public sale round two uh, had around 70 million tokens. So the private sale, which I mentioned before, had a four-month lockup. Meanwhile, both public sale round one and two 
haven't got any lock tokens and 100 of 100% of tokens was unlocked upon listing and uh, getting to the last aspect about the utility of the tokens let's say there are quite few uh, one would be uh, the ability of voting and participating in the governance of the platform also uh, incentivization of platform members also a uh, let's say payment of fees uh, such as swap fees and slippage fees also uh, participation in liquidity pool and uh, payment of rewards for liquidity providers so quite a few use case of uh, of the token so when can we expect to see doex up and running because for example i got in on that second round of public sales i got some doex token and i want to be able to use it for its utility as soon as possible. When can I and others expect that? So basically, uh, we're launching our DEX on 25th of February. We plan to launch it by then. So basically, uh, you're going to be able to use uh, your, you know, uh, have all these ability to use DOX for uh, by that date. So I know that you talked a little bit about the vesting periods for each of these tokens or the lockup period. Can you explain why you chose that amount of time for the lockup period? I know, for example, when I bought from the public round, when you just purchased it, I could move it, I could do whatever, it wasn't locked up. But then I I, I can understand to a certain extent why with private investors, you might be like, you're going to have a six month vesting period so they don't buy, let's say at the discounted rate, and then absolutely tank the price by selling it, let's say, if they bought in at a lower price and then the public offerings were a bit higher, they might go, well, I'll just sell for that and get my money. Yeah. So basically, uh, the vesting period was exactly for the same reason. So uh, as we got listed on a few places, uh, the, the private investors wouldn't dump their bags uh, right away. So we wanted to be sure that that's not going to happen. But also, like the lockup period was not only for the private investors. But from the tokenomics on our side, you can see that also the team bag and also marketing had uh, also the vesting period. For example, team team bag have around uh, like 20 million of tokens dedicated for the team. And it's with uh, six months of lockup. Uh, and 10% of the amount uh, is released every month, month once the lockup is over. So also the same reason for this point, uh, you know, to, let's say to keep the price as stable as possible and, you know, to give users uh, users and investors like maximum amount of trust that, you know, there's not there's going to be as less uh, uh, of, you know, uh, price going up and down as, as possible. So that's why uh, we've like created this 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 type of, you know, vesting period and also the marketing. It's about seven million of tokens with three months lockup. And 20% of the amount is released every month while lockup is over. So basically, that was because we wanted, you know, to give users more trust and, you know, to make them sure that we're looking into this project, you know, very seriously and we're not going to dump our bags and run away. We're like, uh, we're, we're thinking long term and we want to, you know, create near perfect decks. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm glad to hear that because, again, I've seen some projects not go with vesting periods, not go about this method, and then just bad things can happen. So I'm glad you guys had the foresight by which to do that. I noticed that in the white paper, there were a couple of features which I'd like to really go into that you plan to have on the platform. 
Some of these features include trade routing and asset pricing. Could you tell us a little bit about these, how you plan to accomplish them, and of course, how they would benefit the user as well as the platform? Yeah, so uh, I'll say, so about trade, talking about the trade routing, uh, so we as a decentralized exchange basically do not hold uh, any of the user's funds. Let's say rather we provide a trade routing layer to carry out the transaction. And the aim, basically the aim of this process is to take the best available opportunity throughout the range of different trade, trading venues and offer users the best price. So this, uh, this would give users the best price and also talking about the instant price feed mechanism. So we use a live feed price oracle mechanism Basically, that ensures that the real life price of the cryptocurrency assets is being fed into smart contracts so that transactions carry out right away at the current market price. And with this, uh, there will be a, let's say, very low uh, margin of error in case of volatility. Also for if, if there's going to be a market correction or the price shocks. So users can be sure about the best price that they can get. And, you know, uh, so these basically are, you know, the benefits that users get from these features. I've noticed that with the DOAX token, that it's been on a couple of exchanges. I've seen it on EX Market. I've seen it on the centralized exchange under ADAX. Do you guys have any plans to put it on other markets or any other plans that we could know about? So, yeah, like we recently got listed on X Markets and also ADAX uh, centralized exchange. And we're pretty happy about it because, you know, that was like few few weeks apart of each each uh, of listing. So uh, Black community is pretty happy about it. And yeah, we have uh, some big plans. Uh, we, we respect and we really appreciate these platforms, but we want to, you know, expand as much as possible. So we're planning to get listed in different uh, changes. Um, but I think... Uh, We'll, we'll announce it publicly as, as it happens. So, you know, there's a lot of homework to do before I get li- getting listed elsewhere. But yeah, that's, that's definitely going to be a, an, an, an option later on. I know it's nice to be able to exchange those because whenever you've bought them, one of the more annoying parts of buying into a token, for example, is when you're sitting there going, okay, I'm waiting until I can do anything with this. Then you're just kind of waiting that whole time, having the ability to be like, oh, I can trade it. If I decide I don't want to be in this, I can get out of it or without having to find that person directly and be like, hey, I'll give you this for that. So it's excellent that in the meantime, you guys have found a way to provide that utility to your your buyers. So I know that some DEXs have been using NFTs within their platform, such as, for example, Vi Finance using an NFT vault where you can earn different tokens based upon collateralizing or putting your NFT into the vault. Um, do you guys plan on having any functionalities with NFTs or? Yeah, so as a pretty good question. So as now the NFTs are a big thing and it's getting even bigger thing uh, in the future, uh, we're like in like pretty uh, intense discussions inside our team. Uh, how we're going to do that, how, how we should implement it, and what would the use case would be. So we're definitely going to do that in the future. Uh, we're really up to this idea, and we think we're going to find a good use case for NFTs in, in our deck. So that's, that should be an option in the future for sure. 
I know, just as you said, NFTs have just been booming. So I know it's a good selling point marketing wise, but also if one is able to implement them well, that's fantastic because I know you can use them as a here, it's a limited edition type thing, or you can go, hey, these are going to have utility later on. And I know that's it's a hard thing to balance out that like game theory for a deck. So I, I don't hold it personally as a requirement for decks, of course, but it's always an interesting thing to see what people are using and how they're taking the technology that's available. So it's, it's definitely an interesting concept for sure. So that's been a lot of information. Um, could you tell us about any announcements you may have or any partnerships you'd like to let us know about? Yeah, so basically, uh, I don't want to re- re- yet reveal all this information, but uh, you know, we're ha- we're gonna have pretty big names as our partners. That's gonna happen pretty soon, so uh, definitely stay tuned. So so you'll be up up to date to, to all this information. So uh, follow us on on all our socials, for example, that Telegram channel for the announcements, and also Twitter. So you can be up to date uh, with, with all the news and all the partnerships we have. Awesome. So this, I know this interview has been a little bit shorter, but yet sweet. So I know it's been super informative as well. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. But before we go, how can listeners get involved with what you're doing or how can people best support you and your team? So yeah, like uh, as we have a pretty, uh, like an amazing community in our Telegram channel, uh, I really invite people to join us in our socials so we can discuss all the ideas. You know, uh, we we can we hear like from time to time we hear pretty good pretty good ideas about from our community. So I really invite to all all the people to join us there. Uh, also, like our Twitter, Discord for more techie people, let's say, and you know all all the channel all other socials such as YouTube. So people can get involved as, as much as possible because, you know, all the ideas really help us. And, you know, even like uh, criticism help us. So we really invite you to join us on, on all the socials. Oh, of course. And we will have all the links down in the description below. I'd recommend checking that out. Um, Thank you again, Adolmus, for just taking so much time out of your day. I know it's it can be a little bit disruptive, but it's so good for us to kind of see what's going on with DOEX and what all you guys have planned. It's I'm really happy to to for, for the invite to this podcast. I'm I'm really happy about how it went. So thank you, thank you for having me. Actually, it, it's it's always good to it's always good to you know show my face to the community. So thanks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cardano Convo podcast. If you want an easy way to help us out, make sure to share this podcast. That way we can grow and create better podcasts for you guys. Also leave us a five-star review. And if you had feedback on today's episode, tweet us at Cardano Convo. Send your emails to cardanoconvo at gmail.com or join the Cardano Convo Discord server and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Also make sure to check out our website at crypto-loops.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsors. First are our Patreons over on the Cardano Convo Patreon page. Their direct contributions help to make this podcast possible. By becoming a Patreon, you gain amazing benefits such as access to polls to help decide the content of upcoming episodes, early access to videos, roles and benefits within the Discord server, and so much more. Our second sponsor is Loops Pool. If you want to help out the podcast and you're looking for a Cardano stake pool to delegate your ADA to, then think about delegating with Loops Pool. That is Loops, 
L-O-O-P-S. Lastly, I want to let our community know about an NFT game slash project that we are working on. The game is called Flooftopia, and more details can be found at flooftopia.org. There you can find access to our Discord server and to other socials, so make sure to check out our website to learn more. Again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Cardano Convo.